Good morning, everybody from Team Over My Shoulder. We are so excited today because we have with us attorney Rick Dyer, who um, is one of my absolute favorite mentoring stories all time. Um, he was such um, an amazing and inspiring story that we actually built an entire event around him in Boston, but we'll talk about that later. Um, Rick was a former heroin addict. Um, he got out of jail, rebuilt his life, became a respected Boston attorney and dedicates every minute of his life now to help others who have suffered um, from the same addiction. Um, Rick's story stirs the imagination and um, really gets us going about how mentors can help those struggling by replacing unhealthy addictions and um, get real positive partnerships, um, something he calls um, recovery coaches. So Rick, please join Patty Austin, who's with us, Alex Tran and Barry Orms, and welcome everybody. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Really nice to be here. I have to tell you, it's really the honor is mine being with you guys. Uh, I remember that event at the Hotel Liberty, and uh, which, right. was Char which was Charlie. Jail, where I spent a lot of time, and um, Dukakis uh, was so important. It's still so important in my life today, because he was the one that gave me a governor's pardon that helped me to be able to win the right to practice law with twelve felonies and fourteen misdemeanors. Wow. wow! But you guys honored him, and you know it made. It made us all feel like, you know, uh, what we do uh, is working, you know. Um, right. So for those who are not familiar with the event, what we did was I um, was supposed to be studying on how to make a business plan. And my homework from the lawyers who were helping me set up this nonprofit told me I better have a business plan by Monday morning, nine o'clock or else. And I ignored the business section I was supposed to read because I got distracted by this handsome man um, in the parade <laughs> section of the glo globe who was standing in front of his cell saying, here I am. And I couldn't, I fell in love with the whole story, not just because it was so full of hope and Rick's story, you know, belongs in Hollywood in a movie. It's so amazing. Um, but it was also because the Charles Street Hotel, Rick, correct me if I'm wrong, was a condemned prison, like one of the nastiest places, probably. And then developers here in Boston, um, Dick Friedman and his company, turned it into one of the most luxurious boutique hotels Boston has, right? Yes. Beautiful. Great hotel. Yeah. Really yeah. Cool. It was. Yeah. Uh, um, it was, you know, I remember going there, you know, when we were going to do the event with you. And actually, I was doing an interview with uh, Lawyers Weekly, too. And, you know, and, 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 you know, Gary Greenberg from Greenberg Tuareg was, you know, his has been and still is very you know, instrumental in my life. And, 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 and I admire him. And he, he had me go over there with him just so I could kind of walk around and not be so traumatized. Or, uh, I was going to ask you about that. Was <laughs> was that the was that night the first night you'd been back in the building? No, no I didn't tell you that, but I, I I didn't say anything. But I had some practice before that because I wanted to make you sure. Did. Yeah, yeah, whatever that, it was <laughs> that I. But what was the first one? What was the first walk in like after you hadn't been there um, under completely different circumstances? What did know, that feel uh, like? 
Yeah, well, trauma is funny. You know, I learned a lot about trauma. I learned that I had it when I didn't think I did. And, and, mm-hmm. and, it, and it comes up when you least expect it. Um, right. It's so important to have the right people around you to guide you and to be able to support you. And, and you I did? Had, yeah, I had Gary. I had a bunch of people. Wow. 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 And, and 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 we were there, but I, you know, it was a terrible place for me in the sense that oh. it was condemned. Um, mm. you know, and it was Dukakis that that finally closed it, and I was the one of the last people left in there. And wow. um, and but you know the, the the place was full of you know there were a lot of people waiting trial for murder and rape and you know kind of the you know, the people you you don't really want to be eating next to um and so you know, and I these mega heroin habits 40 bags 60 bag a day heroin habits back and I'm sick and they didn't have any medication they didn't give right. you any treatment you it was right, a cold right. slab with a wool blanket I was on the flat. I had cold water only, and I was shivering and shaking. And um, you, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be a, a, a guy from Boston who had relatives that were either uh, cops, firemen, correctional officers, uh-huh. or, wow, or, or criminals. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we all range, right? <laughs> so I had a little support. Yep, I had a little support you know, <laughs> from, from every my, direction. <laughs> yeah, my uncle was there. He was he worked wow. in, he was in the guards in the kitchen. So he he'd come visit, <laughs> give me some water and bread, and tell me you're going to work for me. You got to start getting up. Let's get moving. And wow, and, you know. So I did that, and um, wow. you know. So I had a lot of terrible experience. I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, that was, um, I didn't really, I didn't know it bothered me as much as it did later in life. Um, some people that had died in front of me and people that had really been abused and, and then, you know, but I, I got a chance to kind of work all that stuff out and work it into, you know, what I do today and to be able to be there for people that are experiencing the same thing. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. It's still happening. Daddy, I can wake up in the night and you know, I've had, sometimes I still have these jail dreams they're called. Oh, you my know, God. I, wake up, yeah. you know, I took too many leaves to try to go to sleep. You know, I have these weird right. dreams. I'm still in jail going to chow and someone hits someone over the head with a metal tray. And, you know, uh, and I wake up and say, oh my God, thank God, thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I mean, what what uh, it, it's uh, this is what makes mentoring so uh, I hate to to do an OK. No, I don't. We're doing an ad for mentoring right now. OK, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important to talk to people who have walked the walk and who have learned how to talk the talk after walking the walk. You know, it, it's just it, it's uh, it's mind blowing to me that and and to hear you talk about this uh just based on your experience boy is life ever experiential that's the understatement of the century yeah uh, you know, but to talk to somebody who's experienced stuff gone in you know you walked in from hell and to come to this point and to be able to share that story with people who are believers uh, and people who are non-believers, 
you know, and, and it, it, whatever side you're on, if it doesn't make you think you need to go make sure there's something between your ears other than, Hey, because you do have to think about what you're saying and there, but for the grace of God there, but for my background, after you hit rock bottom, you have people that embrace you and and walk you back into the light. That's like amazing stuff. And who I then have to ask you because I'm in California where they make movies, who plays you in the movie or the miniseries that you have to do for Netflix? I say it's a, it's a Pacino thing. Yeah, well, God bless you, you from, fairly from your lips to God's ear. We actually have... <laughs> we we actually have, and you know, we can talk about. We have two screenplays that were written. You um, better. You Sun, better. Sundance had looked at one, and but you know, I don't know the business, and you know, we're not we're not the getting. Business any. doesn't know the business anymore. All I know yeah. is that every company out there, from Netflix to Amazon to HBO to whatever company they come up with this week, they all want content, and. And um, as Barry can testify, I am a content consumer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your story <laughs> is so timely and timeless, but so timely and inspiring. And every, there's like every aspect of it applies to stuff that's going on now. You know, yes. winning and losing, losing all the way in the trenches, losing. How do you do Pull yourself up, and so many people are at that moment now. Well, I think the most important. Somebody say you can do this. It can be done. It can be. But when you, but when you say that, and and a lot of people have told me that, but very few people have showed me that. Well, that there's there's that too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people do a lot of talking, and. uh, yeah, you know, but I, I'm yeah. telling you what what I was schooled on mm. were some of the most basic things that kept me glued to this path, mm. which mm. were, yes, which please. was blind faith. Because you're talking to someone who had no business. I had no ability to to take care of myself, to change, to even think I was worthy of change. Um, and there were these pivotal moments in my life when my, when I, my last halfway house and God knows where it was down in Fall River somewhere. And my mother came down, never smoked, never drank, had rosary beads wrapped around her, uh, her wrist and came down wow. for me all the time. And she marched all her sisters down with her on the Greyhound bus. And they came from a family of 15 in, in Boston. And, um, she, she came down there and I was in the living room of this halfway house and, and, um, she she sat next to me and put her hand down on my on my knee and she said to me, um, Richard, I know how hopeless and helpless you must feel, mm. but I want you to borrow my hope until you get your own. Whoa! So beautiful. I swear to God, whether you want to call it an epiphany or spiritual awakening, I don't know what it is. I mean, I had been doing the legwork. I just didn't have the ability. But then I was released from me being my own worst enemy. I could say, if she thinks I can do this, that's the reason I'm going to do it until I can find out how to do it myself. And I did it. 
<laughs> I did it. It, it scared the shit out of me. I didn't know what was happening, you know? Oh. And, and there were other people like that. And, and they were coming. There were people who told me, you know, in, 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 um, in the 12-step fellowship. And, you know, I learned how to fake it until I could make it. Yeah. Believe that and, we believe. And, and, dis- and discovering, um, it, it seems, I don't know, at least in my life, it seems to be a constant, discovering the most poignant and magnificent things uh, when you're in the absolute worst situation <laughs> imaginable. Yes, yes, know, yes. Rock, bo- <laughs> rock bottom, man. And if something <laughs> happens when you hit rock bottom, whatever your rock bottom is, yeah, that resonates, you know, just like a gong goes off. <laughs> goes off. Yes. It's like time to get your act together and boy if you're blessed then these these amazing angels step in and mm. pull your coattail you know get you yeah. get you in line and it can come from anywhere but you see you had uh you had like some mother love which oh yeah which, which is <laughs> going to take me into a, a little thing that we were talking about before <clears throat> you are you have apparently set up a situation that's going to bring lots of mother love from mothers, mothers to mothers and sisters to sisters and women to women. So please talk about that for a second. Yeah. I mean, it's we're powerful about, and amazing. What attracted me to, I first met, um, um, Stephanie, she, she was a, uh, one of the case managers in this, I was dropping somebody off, uh, at the house and I'm listening to her on the phone, you know, and, you know, I listen, so I know how people are. I know what intuition and perception, I know what that stuff really looks like and feels like. You know, I, right. I don't know about empathy, not symp- not just sympathy, you know? Right, and I, right. This woman, and she's kicking some ass on the phone with this parent. It's going to be okay. But, you know, you can't keep giving the kid money. You can't keep, you know, you can't keep doing right. all this stuff. And she's great. So I gave her my card. I says, listen, if you ever think of doing something like this, you know, uh, look me up in recoverylaw.us. And, and she did. And she waited a while. And she called me. And she came over for an interview. And little did I know, oh, my God, it was unbelievable. She had a similar story to mine. She had picked herself up by her bootstraps. And she had become the person she was. And yeah. she in the business of, uh, um, she was finishing up her late act or her counseling degree. She was one of the, I saw her, how, how she handled people. And so she came with me and, um, we started, uh, I brought her to court with me. And when we were accessing, cause 80% of the people we represent are in addiction and stuff. And, and she was amazing to these people. She was getting background information mm-hmm information she was talking to them she didn't stop she told me here's a piece of she'd write down all the stuff for me to be able to tell a judge and i tell the judge the judge said what do you need um well we need another call let's see if we can get them into uh treatment instead of uh jail and we were getting all of these give me these were these were unbelievable so she was awesome so she came on you know uh pretty much full-time she's uh definitely uh um a person in responsible functional recovery and and, uh-huh. and recovery coaching to us mentoring it, 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 and, th- and that's what it is we can dress it up and call it a bunch of other stuff but it's exactly <laughs> people helping people yeah i watch her i i i watch her take 
her 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 experience, strength, and hope, and share that in a disciplined way to move people to the connection, to the connection of recovery, and to keep keep that connection addiction free. Right. So all good things don't stop there, right? So then she brings in another woman from the halfway house who's just finishing up her degree. And so now there's two of them, you know, in my bar office and they're, they're getting all of this great information. We're accessing treatment and beds and this and judges are loving it and probation officers call us. For wow. So now Mary Kate's in the office and, and she is awesome. She's got a different style, a different approach, but necessary. And, and so then they turn around and I, I have to say during the pandemic, it was tough because we got shut down, you know, 12 step meetings got shut down because they're usually in churches. Right. Um, so we right. got shut down. Right. So the next thing I know, um, you know, all our clients are in, um, you know, they're in recovery and uh, are trying to stay in recovery. And, right. I, and then I get the notice that we're having a backyard meeting. It's at two o'clock on Tuesdays and it's social distancing. And uh, I, I look at the backyard of the law office and there's all, all these chairs are there. <laughs> there are people. There are people I coming. I can't in. wait to meet these girls. <laughs> I can't. And then the people are coming in the yard, and 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 not one, <laughs> not five, not ten. And I'm thinking, oh my god, you know. <laughs> and and, and so just, listen, it, it was cold last Tuesday. They made me buy a fire pit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no stopping these women, and um, and they run, they run women's groups. Worse than they, the virus. We're worse than the virus. Yeah, yeah. So these women, they they run these unbelievable groups. They attend women's groups, and they care wow. so much about women helping women. And I know why. And I got to be honest. I've been around a long time. And I don't know everything, but I've been schooled by them. And, that, you know, the challenges facing women in addiction and the trauma facing mm. women in addiction. You know, I, it's not that I, I'm not that kind of a person. I don't get involved in, in, in hurting women or, you know, uh, and all that stuff. But I didn't understand, you know, um, th that level of trauma until these women were able to um, kind of explain to me in, in a yeah. funny way. Like Patty, like that humor we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Old school. Absolutely. I'm a guy, you know, and I, you know, I I got a lot of guy in me, like street guys. Ah! The greatest guy to be talking Barry, to. Are you hearing this, Barry Arms? I'm. I just wanted to say that. Go on. Anyway, yeah. Go on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hearing it. I'm <laughs> Barry, Barry, I'm teachable. Right. Uh, so, so, you know, because my first priority is from the heart, you know? Yeah, yeah, but that's, that's I can the thing. Do that. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I know, but it's I don't have ears. all the tools yet, Patty. I don't. Yeah, have but all you're, but the... you're listening. You're listening, and that is everything. That's what I'm saying. Is so cool about people just talking to you about their lives. They've. I have. I've never met anybody. I don't care what their mental capacity is. I used to do a lot of stuff for Special Olympics, and I would hang around and talk to the kids. And yeah. the kids were freaking incredible. They were amazing. There wasn't one person that I spoke to there because there were also adults there. 
<clears throat> that didn't have something soulful and wonderful to impart. And, and the, the more we do this, I think the smarter we get and the, and the kinder we become because you hear yourself in other people's stories. You hear yeah. your story in other people's stories or you don't, or you go, damn, I didn't know that was going on. You know, yeah. wow, how do you endure that? I can barely endure not having my favorite cookies when I want them, you know? <laughs> So I'm with you. <laughs> it's like I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, we gotta we gotta share these these tales of woe and and yo. <laughs> so, yo and woe. So, yeah, so now I, you've gotten us to the to the <laughs> to the women taking over part. And where do you yeah. go from there? <laughs> yeah, well, what they did now in and so we opened up uh yeah, you know, a very small woman sober community with the peer support, the peer the self-help. Uh, and we have resources. We can access any resource that someone needs outside of the house. So now they're okay. filling the beds up with people. So the people now are coming there to live. Wow. And, and and um so, you know, but I'm a business guy. I've had a number of businesses and, you know, so I know what has to happen. So the next thing you know, we got an LLC, we're going to the bank, we got a checkbook, <laughs> you know, and, and and listen, listen, but I practice law for a living too. <laughs> you, you know, I'm, I'm still working. <laughs> Well, but you, you talk have to work that out. <laughs> yeah, right. thank you. Yeah, exactly. And I right. I go back to Barry. Ask Barry. You know, this yeah. is this sounds yeah. like my relationship with Barry. Yeah, I well, drag him. It's like the mafia. Without... We drag you yeah. back in, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so, so they're doing a great job. A group council. They have all of this stuff, and they're constantly right. to everybody. It's like they wow. put around an individual and hold on to that individual despite themselves which is mm -hmm. real we need to move yeah we need to move forward and that doesn't mean by standing still and, and, and they're good like this and you know i honor yeah. them and um they're yeah. a special a uh, uh, um, bunch of people, and I'm looking forward now. Let's. Are oh, you ready for this now? So then they said the house is too small. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm loving this story. Oh God. Okay, go on. The house is. You know, too and, small. and you know oh, they, you know they 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 know a, a lot of stuff <laughs> what they do, but you know the business stuff kind of new to them, uh, except right. MK experiences but um so i'm trying to think now how do i get a bigger house and and not go into debt you know um, maybe trade this house and do like a like-kind exchange no capital gain so i'm working i'm calling okay. gary okay. up right <laughs> and gary says well how much money would you need there we go i says well i don't know he says well let's try to out and so we're trying to figure all of that out but you know why because what we're trying to do and and i think this is um you know i've i've, I've been been around enough to know when i feel right about something and yeah. um stephanie and i talk a lot about this and we come up with it's the thrill of hope wow Love that. Wow, that's yeah. like 
That's like 60s hippie slogan, man. I know. Well, I was telling her about- I love that. About, I'm not mocking what, it. I love it. I think it's very cool. You know, what you just talked about was that experience, you know, and you know, how how, how important they are to share. And, and, and so yeah. we were having a conversation and that's when I said to, to, to Stephanie and I says, you know, um, the experience is um, hope is something you experience and then mm-hmm. you share. You, you, you have yeah. to. Yeah, but there's a school for that. I mean, nobody, everybody tells you what to do, but nobody tells you, well, how the hell do you really do it? You know, <laughs> and you feel that experience and you move from sympathy to empathy. You move from caring. Yeah. Then, then you get this piece of you that, you know, the energy levels are so high and, and people become attracted to that. And um, I know that's a lot of foo-foo and all that stuff. But I but really, wait a minute, have the Brits, because the Brits always do these things, have they done the study on what <laughs> happens to you neurologically when you <laughs> have hope? Where's the hope study? The great hope yeah. study that they've been doing in Great Britain at the Great British Academy of Medicine. Yeah. Don't they usually do those kinds of studies for like 30 years and they come out with a big statistical uh, revelation that, yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeedy. It does make yes, well, they did, they've done study. Yeah. <laughs> they've done studies of uh, uh, spiritual uh, belief. Uh, yeah. It increases endorphins in the in the brain and and makes you makes you a happy camper. So well, I did. Um, I, 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 I mean, did it a... it feels good. It feels good to have hope, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it beats I, I, not having hope by a mile. You know, I, you know it's interesting. You just said that. <laughs> I don't have that experience of not having it. I right, never thought, right, right, right. Thought of that. Yeah, but it's important to hear from people who who are in that place. You know, I mean, that's what depression. That's what depression is all about, people. You know, when yeah, you no, when you run out of hope, that's like, mm, 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 yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I'm I'm sure being hopeless and helpless and 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 and, and homeless. All of that got me to where I am, like Janis Joplin would say, you know, uh, <laughs> got nothing left yeah. to lose at this point. But Dawn said it to me and I told her, you know, I, I remembered, you know, she said something to me that, you know, it, you know, those moments that you, it clears something up with you. And because um, I was trying to figure out what, you know, the difference between addiction and recovery using and not using in the brain. And I mm-hmm. had gotten place where I had done my own study, of course, and uh, right. I studied, uh, thank you, God, that the brain does change because I am not the same person that I was, you know, when I was using. And, right. Um, so my brain did, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I <clears throat> what I wanted to do was uh, be able to take those experiences too. And, 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 and if we, and, and what Dawn said to me, you know what? You're addicted to life. Boy, okay. I was just—I swear to you—I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking the same thing. It's about your life. It's about your very life. 
Yeah, 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 but I'm addicted to it in the sense that the happiness, the joy. Now, again, people can say a lot of stuff. I'm talking about what's behind that. What's behind that for me is creativity, love, hope, happiness. Now, those are those are things that are, are available for everyone if yeah. you choose to connect to them. Yes. So I yes, went to school. Yes, yes. I went to school. I went out there and I says, how am I going to connect to happiness? And so... I started watching stuff and like I held a door for old people are great like this. So I held the door for some, an older woman and boy, the smile I got mm. became my smile. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, by letting someone know me or yeah. asking, somebody, can I help you? Or, or like a lawyer did to me when I was withdrawing from heroin and sitting in the court, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said to me, are you okay? Mm. Now, a lot of people mm. said, and I lied, I lied, and I lied. But the way he said that with such truth and authenticity, you know what I said to him? No, I'm not. Mm. 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 Wow. And what did he say to that? What did he say to that? He and this was back, you know, in, in this in the seventies, early seventies. So, you know, there wasn't right. a lot of and there wasn't a lot of, you know, he says, Well, let's see if we can get you some help. Wow. Ooh. Talk about words you want to hear. <laughs> oh, but, but, but what what you man, guys are, oh, man. you know, that mentoring thing, I'm not talking about anything that's complicated. Exactly. Yeah. I'm talking about that yeah. human condition that we all have mm. trying to steal from us, Patty. They want us not mm. to have. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you can be manipulated when you don't have it. And that's uh, that's kind of what's that's what's scary about what's happening now because we have a certain amount of our population that is easily manipulated and has been uh targeted. And we have those of us who do not see the world that way at this point in time need to have a lot of compassion and patience yep. for them. And they need to get some for us. I know they're extra crispy cranky, but we gotta <laughs> we gotta we gotta like bring it down a notch. We got, you know, I look at what's going on now. We got Sinatra in the White House and we got Bing Crosby waiting to take over. Yeah. And there used to, you know, we always had like this Beatles and Rolling Stone thing and Sinatra yeah. and <laughs> kind of good, good and evil music uh, uh, categories and music artists that reach the pinnacle. And we're, we're, we're ready for some, some Bing Crosby right now. We're ready for a Christmas Bing Crosby Christmas with some nice, quiet, chill <laughs> representation in the White House. I think it doesn't matter what side you're on. I think everyone agrees. Could we just like, tone it down a little bit and and listen to each other and hear these incredible stories that we all have you know it it it, it gives you so much compassion that if you can follow it up with some passion <laughs> and share it and pass it on it 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 really becomes a a wonderful, enlightening thing. I, I was talking to you earlier about the um, uh, the Lisa Ling special on CNN, and she did this whole thing about young men going into the young men from a parochial school. 
uh, going into a prison, <clears throat> meeting up with prisoners and using their connecting uh, um, uh, tissue, the thing that gets them together in the room at the same time is a discussion about Shakespeare and Hamlet. And this English teacher came up with this whole idea and they were interviewing him and he said something that I thought was so brilliant. He said, I tell my students, don't let school get in the way of your education. Uh, Interesting. Perfect. And this yep. is exactly what you're saying. Every time you tell a story, you're talking, you're sharing your education mm. with someone. And, uh, you know, life experience. I had a teacher when I was in high school that had a class that he was allowed to create out of students that he was allowed to cast, who represented every social uh, structure in the school. And we would sit in a circle and we had the head of the police department come in and tell us uh, how um, to act if you were pulled over for a ticket. He recognized one of the students in the class because he had spent a lot of time in, at the police department. <laughs> he, he, we had uh, um, someone from the bank come and tell us how to open a bank account and how to pay bills. Yeah. They taught mm -hmm. us. He, he, he had this life class that we went to mm -hmm. every day. And it was really kind of an experiment. Everybody in the school system loved him. So they, his name was Mr. Murray. And so Mr. Murray was allowed to do this. But I learned more in that class that I was able to apply to my everyday life after I left school than I learned in all the other classes that I took. And, and, and the things that I think that I've grown from the most in my life are, are just, you know, about living life and, and <clears throat> if not being in the moment at the moment, at least figuring out the moment <laughs> at some point in time and being able to go, aha, ah, that's how that got messed up. Okay. Yeah, these, these are great work. stories. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for Rick. It, this I have like a, a threat, more like a threat than a question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a question. <laughs> Sounds like you better be right or else, you know? I mean, wow. Oh, no, you know, it's just it's just been so uh so great just listening right. to to you, Rick, and your and your insights. Just from a personal point of view, you know, uh, from experience and all that, and my, you know, I was just, I have a lot of, a lot of questions for you. It's just that, and they're kind of general, generalized in a way based on your experience. Uh, kind of like over my shoulder, you know, mentoring. You know, we talk about designing the next generation. You know, uh, the next generation of people, thinkers, uh, judges, lawyers, and all the different, all that we all do. And I, I was wondering, uh, at least from the, the, the over my shoulder thing, it's kind of like I've always focused on that we we're trying to to get people to a point where somehow by hook or crook, we we think for ourselves. Uh, we're uh, it seems like we're a. Uh, uh, we are a, uh, a we're addicted to being followers, you know. Mm. The the real addiction is to following. Whether it's whether you're addicted to drugs or you're addicted to some uh, <laughs> doctrines or, or whatever it is. And I'm wondering, from your experience, 
where do you, do you think we're on the way to that? Or do you think we're just stuck? And uh, even though there are people like yourself and all of us who are doing what we're doing, do you think we'll always be addicted to being followers or or is what's going on in the world or what seemingly tragedies individually and, you know, uh, with everyone as a, a group, do you think we're going, do you think we'll ever get to where we think more for ourselves? That's one question I have. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think the uh, cross section of us that aren't going to let anybody do that to us, uh, and maybe that's why I haven't been able to become a judge because, um, <laughs> you know, uh, the government is a funny thing, and um, yeah, buddy, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, we're stuck, um, a complacent. In, in in letting um, others provide for us. And that goes along mm-hmm. with thinking, too, thinking. Um, and, and they do it through fear. They do it through a bunch of other things. And, you know, and look what he has and I don't have. And you're supposed to have it. They call it market capitalism, I think. I don't know. Um, but what happens, we get robbed of that creativity, that human condition that drives us to be together and then wish we weren't. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Rick. I love Rick so much. <laughs> Rick, I need you in my well, life every day. Rick, you know, Rick, I gotta tell you, you this. That, that's the perfect thing. I, I've been working, I've been working with Patty that's for 31 all, years. Right? And 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 what you just said is every day with Patty and Says I. Says it all. It's, 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 <laughs> and that's why. Uh, but oh, but at man. the same time, at the same time, it's hilarious. It's what I still so uh, have have admired about Patty is that she, even while being in an industry that has a lot of control factors, especially for women. All the years I've known her, she has thought for herself uh, against against all that, and not successfully all the time in terms of what do you mean? All that. <laughs> but, I'm but, always successful, and of course, and of course, and, and of course Rick. My name is of course, Mama Desmond. Go, I'm successful. I, I go back. I go back to you saying, you know, like you're a guy. <laughs> And of course, I'm a guy too. And of course, oh, I didn't know we were going I, here. Yeah. I can testify. Yeah. I can so justify Rick, that I, these are two guys. I tried, hey, Rick. Rick, I uh, let's use the term. I tried guys. to. I tried to. I tried to mentor her. <laughs> are you saying I'm unmentorable? <laughs> no. But I thought I was that's unmentorable. why I, I wasn't. Really not unmentorable. And it's just been, it, it's just been so it's just been so great listening to you, Rick. One of the first things you said when I got on the call was, you said uh, you still embrace the human condition and the things that yeah. you really uh, believe in, and you still want to you still want to hug people, you still want to do these things, and I, I just am so. Uh, just so interested 
in in this whole idea, do we need to be, or can we be, uh, it's a two-part question. First of all, when you're in when you're in recovery, do you ever have a rebirth out of recovery? Because the thing they say about people who are in recovery and they go on and they end, oh, I'm an alcoholic, I'm this, I'm that. And they it's kind of like this whole touting of I will always be in recovery. And I think that's been a a question I've always had is if you are in an addiction situation, do you ever go completely down and then have a rebirth out of it to where you no longer are are recovering? And that it seemed like to me in listening to you that you were one of the few people I've heard that it had a a rebirth out of recovery. Is that is that something I I'm just hearing or is it possible? No, it's interesting that you're saying that. That's kind of complicated. Um, yeah. in, um, I haven't not. Um, thank you, God, because why would I ever give up a pathway mm. that keeps on giving mm. where I can't even handle it sometimes? I mean, the stuff that comes into my life, the people, the places, you guys. I mean, I mean, this is all part of that recovery. I'm totally, I'm constantly transforming um, myself, and 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 I think in recovery we get to do that. It it's never ending. That all things are possible, and that means everything. And and though that's the messaging that we send. I mean, I became a lawyer after. I'm in an ex-con and getting my high school diploma and my GED in jail. Um, but you don't have to be a lawyer. You can be a, you know, you can be a painter. You can be a father. You can be a brother. You can be, you know, um, one of the stories that brings uh, uh, this to light for me was I remember when I was first in that, in that halfway house and um, I, I, I got a job. First job ever that, you know, I didn't steal something. I sold light bulbs. And so I'm selling these light bulbs that are guaranteed for life. And and, and I get a, I get a paycheck and I was so excited that I actually got a check in my hand and they took out the taxes and later in life, I wish they didn't do that, but (laughs) I I, I loved it. I love because, you know, I was trying to be fit in. I I wanted to play, you know, I wanted to belong feeling, you know, that sense of belonging because I had been so lonely. And then I went to Bristol community college and I went up there to take a course in something. So I go up there as I, you know, like I'm casing the joint out. I walk around the building three times. I'm not sure I'm going to go in yet. I'm looking in, you know, and then I finally go in, I go right to the desk and I say to the woman, listen, I want to go to school here. She says, well, maybe you should go to admissions. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basic. <laughs> so I go to the school and I take a course. Not stupid either. I'm more stupid. So I, I look at the agenda and I see the social worker there and I see a sociology and I see, I know him. I says, I think he's a counselor at the halfway house. I'm taking the course with him. And uh, so I go there. How do 
Ooh, now here's this is really what people don't tell each other in in uh-huh. these situations. Someone, I said to myself, "How do I go to school?" I'm not talking about reading. I'm talking about how do I go there? How do I? What, what do I? When do I go? Do I go early? Um, do I say hi to somebody? Um, <laughs> where do I sit? Now, I have been yeah. going to step meetings my whole life, in and out of jail, everywhere. And, right. and I knew to sit up front because I was closest to the speaker and I, and, and I, and I had no distractions in front of me. Okay. So I sat up and I sat up front and, you know, now you got to do homework or something. And um, so I'm becoming and I'm introducing myself to people and they're not criminals and they're not addicts. And these are a whole different group of people for me, you know, right. And, right. You know, so but I did and I never missed a day. And I, I got there early. I stayed late. Uh, I asked a lot of questions. And every time I knew the answer to something, this is the, the criminal part of me. And what? every time. Every time I knew the answer to something, I was up front, remember? And the right. teacher was two feet from me. I slammed that ham so high in the air so he had a call on me. <laughs> and that was out of fear. It was out of fear that I didn't want him calling on me about something I didn't about know. something you didn't know, exactly. Yeah. Preemptive. So, Preemptive strike. <laughs> yeah, and then what I did, the other thing I did was, um, you know, I had been going and meeting people, doing the, uh, all the stuff, and then I, I walked by this ice cream store. I, I, I can't tell you how many times I walked down there to go to the store, and I saw people that were happy, and they were buying ice creams for themselves or their kids. I had so much fear with those kind of feelings that I used mm-hmm. to use over. Um, I couldn't go in that ice cream and but it was a goal. I was determined to go in and buy myself an ice cream, and it was not easy. I mean, I I could steal any car. I mean, I could I could do anything. You know, run from the cops, jump fences, whatever. I could not go in that store. Wow. Day I I I I I uh I prayed on it and I prayed on it. And um, you know, someone says if you don't believe in God, borrow mine until you get one. So uh <laughs> I think I was <laughs> but I was playing my ass off, let me tell you. And and Man. I went in the store. I went in the store and I, I ordered an ice cream. And, and you know, uh, I I I I was walking down the street, you know, and it was some of the thing is melting all over me and um you know i didn't know if i should even eat it i was so excited that wow. i had it and i walked wow. back to the way house and um and then it wasn't even you know this is that you know rebirth out of recovery why i don't want to leave recovery um mm. And mm. the fellowship in the community is because <laughs> what happened to me was it wasn't so long after that I went to the house manager who was just one of the biggest human condition guys of all. He just helped people. He wasn't a counselor or anything like that. And I said, Fred, listen, I can't do this anymore. Sabotaging myself, you know, thinking I call them shit fairies. The shit fairies got me. You know, they're telling me I, I'm never gonna be I can't do this and all this. So I said, he said, What do you mean? I says, I can't do it anymore. He says, um, so in this guy, out of you know, uh, just a couple of simple questions, he says, "So, what have you been doing?" I, 
while I've been going to school, uh, I got my first job. Um, oh, and I became a big brother at the Home for the Wanderers. And, um, um, and, and, you know, he says, so what are you feeling? I says, I'm feeling confused. I'm, I'm just really mixed up. And and that happens to me. It usually is a bad thing. And I might as well just go back in the street. He says, no, I don't think that's it. He says, Rick, he says, what I think that is, is self-esteem and confidence, but you wouldn't know it if you fell on it. Damn. <laughs> Straighten my ass out. Like Damn, you. brother. <laughs> I stood up straight. <clears throat> oh, man. Oh, where have you been all my, my life? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, you know, that self-esteem. <laughs> That confidence, nobody else yeah. can give you that. Nobody, wow. you, you know, the, the, you know, if you're doing stuff you don't want to do in life, find something better that you can be more passionate. You got to be able to give, yes. you know, get in, you know, yeah. and, and that's what we do. Uh, um, and I got to say, you know, freedom um, and why people like to be told, uh, like to do the same thing they did yesterday is because um, my understanding uh, not that it scares me, but um, freedom is very anxiety provoking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for a lot of people, it, you know, unless they embrace that and stay in that creativity and that joy and that constant, you know, uh, come together, what you were talking about. Yeah. We all got to take a step back and come together. Um, yeah. and, and and so, you know, I, I, I learned a lot of lessons. Constantly, and and you know, and I'm not done. I'm not done at all. I don't even know how old I am anymore. Um, <laughs> I've been called the juvenile, well, juvenile, but uh, you know. <laughs> along those lines, Rick, I ha- I had another question. I had another quick question. So uh, that that whole, it, like I say, it's just fascinating and, and obviously uh, inspiring to listen. To you, I, I I always think of uh, we all have our, our our chapters that we go through, and I'm I've you know I've gotten to see it more like a a movie or an adventure that we're all in. Do what is your do you see a next a next chapter for yourself after all this, or do you see a another act uh, act four, five, six, or ten, or whatever it would be? for you uh, going going forward from all your experiences or is it more like, okay, I'm just going to live within what I've learned and try and manifest that? Or do you see another, another, another chapter forward? Uh, I'm definitely waiting for something else to happen. Uh Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. I, I think, you know, one of the things my mother used to Everybody say, run and hide. <laughs> yeah, no, my mother would say that. She says, Richard, when you get like that, that I'm not sure that never has been. Uh, you know, oh, um, Lordy. Yeah, you, you know, you're parking cars down at the Harvard Stadium, Dartmouth Harvard football game, and then you and then these people, the you know, the smart people are actually giving you their car and their keys, and now you got a brand new Mercedes you're driving around all with us, you know. Um, so, so 
Um, yeah, and oh, I'm up man. for it though. I'm waiting, and I really believe in manifestation, and I really believe by I surround myself with with these two um, women that have come into my life, Stephanie and MK. They're just unbelievable, and they're so inspiring to me. And and I know I inspire them. They've told me, but I I think it's it's bigger than that for all of us. I have no idea what's about to happen, but I know the stuff that they're doing. In, in the lives that they're making a difference in. And I'm a part of that, you know, and, and, yeah, and we're yeah. back to go. And how big is this going to go? I mean, I told you now we have to get a bigger house. Um, <laughs> yeah, you I know, and that, you know, and I built a beautiful home up in New Hampshire on the Wildcat River. It's gorgeous. Sleeps 14, you know, and um, they're talking about doing these wellness retreats up here. I was, and, I was just kind of thinking I, that Madame self. <laughs> <laughs> you're dangerous you're dangerous like oh you don't ever want me to talk to them it's just it'll be a very 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 ugly situation although i'm going to make sure that i do because i want to do everything i can for whatever they're doing i don't know what i don't know what they need me for but let them know if they need me for anything i'm in because it's it's this is just what we have to do the one thing i found from the covid situation is that i'm finding out because of, Otherwise, uh, the way things were before in my life, I was on the road all the time. So I missed a lot of stuff that was going on, you know, but I am so keyed in now to all of these different magnificent things that are developing at this time. And do you feel, uh, are you feeling, uh, are you feeling like, like Phil Collins? Do you feel there's something coming at the edge of night? Oh Lord. Uh, is, I don't know. I just feel this energy out there. Barry and I keep talking about this, that it, it feels like this is getting ready to go one way or the other. And I think it's getting ready to go my way. Uh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's, I think it's going to get really, it's going to be ugly for a minute, but I think ultimately it's going to get really loving and kind and generous and, and good and better all the time. Because I, I think this next generation uh, is impatient as all, young generations are but i think this one has got a little more fire under them than anybody else before and between them and those of us who are still trying to deal with the reality that we're being called senior citizens which i'm i'm still arguing uh about (laughs) everybody i talk to i just turned 70 and everybody i talk to uh that's in this age range is in a state of shock now we did not realize we were senior citizens until covid came around Oh, that's funny. <laughs> because they started talking about, you know, who's most vulnerable and they did be more careful. And and if you're 65 and older and a senior citizen, what do you mean? And a senior citizen? I'm certainly not a senior citizen. They're speaking of someone else that's 65 and older. I'm still at the at the beginning of my days. And I nice as well. <laughs> First day of the rest of your life. Exactly. So tell uh, the girls I'm in if they need me. I'm here. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And, you know, I think it was Buddha or somebody said, told me. No, they didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Uh-oh. as, as to Barry's, <laughs> Barry's point, you know, on this, uh, insanely deep. <laughs> you know, this uh, uh, endless journey, uh, right. uh, 
into whatever comes next uh, is uh, to stay open and attached to nothing. Ooh. Uh, yeah. It takes yeah. Oh, it's hard, yeah, to, do that. It's hard mm-hmm. to do that with the stuff you were talking about earlier is all this interference and this, all these conversations that are unnecessary and yes. all this information we're getting that takes us away from that beautiful, beautiful human condition, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, they say, you know, some people say, you know, uh, uh, it, I'm in the human condition and having a, a spiritual awakening or um, I'm in, in a spirit conditioning. I'm in a spirit, spiritual condition, but having a human experience, mm. <laughs> mm. you know, but yeah. I'm up for it. Yeah. So whatever happens, uh, I just want to be a part of the bigger picture. I want to make a difference and uh, I don't mm. want to. Do be the one that makes the difference. I want to help others make a difference so they can make a difference in their life and pass that on. And that's called mentoring. And um, that's where we are. And we need each other more today than we ever have. Wow. Yes. Rick, what, what, um, what is your website? I I think a lot of our uh, listeners will be listening to your story for the first time and maybe they can get more of a backstory. Um, so can you share with us your website and I guess yeah, you go? Yeah, I, I have a website. I'm not supposed to, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this as a lawyer, but it's called recoverylaw.us, U.S. Okay. I like us together, but it's recoverylaw.us. <clears throat> In the house that, um, you know, the woman's sober community uh, uh, living uh, arrangement is unbelievable. It, and that is uh, one word, theharrishouse.org. And Stephanie and MK, Mary Kate, their phone numbers are right on there. <clears throat> uh, they're uh, uh, about healing the world, as far as I'm concerned. Those are those angels, Patty, that you spoke yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And where they come from, I don't really know, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like opportunity. I keep telling people you have to pay attention to opportunity because it's constantly around you. But if you're not paying attention and more so, if you're not available, you're going to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. My my mom, it's funny, my mom, when she hit her 50s, um, we would be talking about something and I'd say, oh, wasn't that wonderful? And uh, when that guy did whatever, and she'd say, I wasn't paying attention. And I'd never heard her say that before, but she said it. <laughs> she said it from the bottom of her heart. It was like, I yeah. just like, I was not there. And, and, and it's, it's, uh, you can definitely get to that point. And I find everybody that, again, everybody with the, going back into the aging thing for a minute, so many people that I speak to that are aging say that they can't, I told Barry a while ago, I can't focus and I can't follow through, uh, and and nor do I have any inclination <laughs> to, to get either of those things together at this point. <laughs> and and it's and it's, uh, it's it's just one of the thirty one thirty one years, Rick. Thirty one years, Rick. God love you, Barry. Uh, <laughs> don't encourage him, Barry. Don't Barry I have questions for you, actually. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh here, we here we go. Okay, 30, thirty-one years. The room. <laughs> no, oh we, we that, this is a, this is part two. It'll be part two of our of our of our uh, of our of our deal here. I'd be happy to go through it. Uh, 
<laughs> no, that's Wait, okay. This is like a ten-part miniseries. This but story. Now, and why? I was going to say and, this is not obviously a feature film. It's it's definitely. And Don is. Hey, Rick. And Don and I have. And Don and I have. How many years, Don? Oh, Lord. Twenty something. Uh, Pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. Gary, I got to talk 30. to you about this. <laughs> <laughs> You're a better man I mean, than I am. Uh, I'm, I I <laughs> talk about us being guys, oh, but but hey Rick, Hi. we will have we will have our own two our own conversation, our own program, and yes. talk about them. Yeah. Hey 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 hey, watch it. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, it, it, it's about living life, and I call it life living. You know that life's living is a day at a time for me, and I get the most out of it. Sometimes I've had an experience that where my moments, just special moments, mm-hmm. felt like felt like felt like lifetimes. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. So well, the only thing I can say. Rick, my mom is 98, and she says the same thing you just said to me every day. She says a day at a time, and uh, that's what she does. And it's funny you, you say that because that's what she says to me yeah. at, at 98 years of age and still taking care of herself and the whole bit. She says it's, uh, it's a day at a time. And if you, when, if you get to this age, you really live that because it is really – literally a day at a time at that age we none of us have gotten there yet but boy every day when i talk to her we experience i experience that in her in her life and try to mm. you know try to <laughs> try to get totally into the understanding of it even though i'm not 98 yet <laughs> yeah yeah it's but, well she's uh, fascinating it's anyway great. it's just great it's great to, to talk to you, Rick. And, uh, yeah. I appreciate yeah. I appreciate yes, the time. Great stories for sure. We love you, brother. We should do a part two. Yeah. Love yeah, you, guys. Like part two, four, eight, and ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this great conversation right. reminds us all that without the support and emotional sustenance, without positive influences in our life, we can become lost, disconnected, and unstable as individuals and as a society. So reach out mentor, ask for help, mostly be kind to yourself. I saw a wonderful mm-hmm. post today on Instagram from a woman named Mommy Owl, and she made her daughter write an apology letter to herself for being mean to herself. Uh, so so I, you know, that, that inspired me today because I was very mean to myself all week long. So um, everybody, just <laughs> find a mentor, be a mentor. And Rick, thank you so much. And if you're going to be mean to yourself, always do it in black leather boots with a whip. Ah, I love it. Oh, hey, it's not that kind of podcast. <laughs> That's part two as well. Yeah. Editing, 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 Alice. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> Leave the juicy parts alone, damn it. Leave them alone. <laughs> Thank you again, right, guys. All right, everybody. Love you. Be good. Love you, darling. Have a great day. I love you guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.